Hey friends, welcome to the Axiom Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us and check out our episode. Um, this is a space where we post our, our Sunday sermons and occasionally we have discussions and conversations regarding life in this community and following Jesus. So thank you for listening and please engage us on our website, axiomchurchaz.com or on any of our social medias. We'd love to hear from you. Take care. Happy Advent. Almost Christmas. I am excited to be part of uh, the process here with Advent. And, um, you know, throughout the Old Testament, uh, we have all the prophecies that we see that Jesus completely fulfilled. And as he fulfills those and fulfilled those, uh, the result of all of those prophecies fulfilled uh, is everything that we celebrate about Advent. Uh, The hope that we looked at last week peace this week, and then joy, love, and then Jesus. I mean, it's, it's like I was as a kid waiting to open that present under the tree. It's like, what is that? <laughs> and I am really excited to be able to, to cover the subject of uh, peace here at Advent. Um, it's been God's desire to give his people peace since the beginning. If you ever read through Genesis chapter 1 and 2, and I don't know if you've done that lately, there is such peace in chapters 1 and 2. And it's just, I can just relax reading Genesis 1 and 2. And then you get to chapter 3 where sin comes into the world and there's a little bit of a bumpy ride after that uh, as you read. But um, as you read through the Old Testament, God continues to provide ways for his people to seek out peace through him. And one of the ways that, um, that he announced it to them, that he wanted them to have peace is in Numbers chapter 6. It's where God tells Moses to go tell Aaron, to go tell his sons. It's kind of, they didn't have telephone or iPads or anything, but that's how they did things back then, but it worked. And um, he tells them, this is how I want you to pronounce a blessing uh, over uh, the people. Verses 24 and 26, and we sing this often, so you're familiar with this. It says, the Lord bless you. And keep you, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Now in that blessing, it's interesting how there's a whole lot that it's, it, he's telling, he's pronouncing that the Lord is, is doing. But at the end, what he gives us is peace. He could have put a lot of different words there. But God wants us to all have peace, especially here at Advent as we look towards the birth of Christ and all those wonderful, uh, that, that wonderful Christmas story. You know, depending on the version of the Bible that you read, the world peace is mentioned up to 429 times. And um, I don't know about you, but if I want someone to get it, we've got some teachers in here, and, or if somebody works for you, if you want somebody to get what you're saying, you repeat it, Right? <laughs> You keep saying it maybe in different ways, but you keep repeating a message. So it's up to 429 times in the Bible. And the book of Isaiah uh, is actually where peace is mentioned more than any other book of the Bible. 
And as he prophesies about the coming of Jesus and the Messiah in Isaiah chapter 9, he tells us that, um, that one great title that we all know this time of year, we hear at this time of year constantly that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And the reason he has that title is Jesus is peace. And it's, it's so wonderful to talk about it this morning at Advent. You know, you fast forward from Isaiah into the Christmas story. Jesus was born into a world that was full of a false peace. We've got a lot of false peace in our world today. And it was a world under the rule of Caesar Augustus. And Augustus actually in his day, though, was credited as being the Prince of Peace. They had a Latin term that they used back then called Pax Romana. It meant Roman peace. And it's, it's interesting, the peace that, that Augustus brought about, um, and it really wasn't peace, um, it lasted about 200 years. But it really, again, it wasn't peace. It was more about military might and, and that type of thing. And so I want to distinguish something this morning as we're talking about the peace of Advent. The absence of war is not the definition of peace. It's just not. It's not peace. The word peace or shalom means wholeness, completeness, health, well-being, safety, calm. I mean, it's just, it's all of those things. Um, but the world that Jesus came into was one of oppression and occupation and brutality at the hands of the Roman Empire led by Caesar Augustus. And the Romans were known to have crucified thousands of people and eventually Jesus. So I'm going to read the Christmas story that, you know, I was asked by one of my kids today, hey, what's the best place to read the Christmas story to, to, to my grandkids? And this, this is the, these are the verses that I suggested that they read. So it's a good portion of scripture, but just want to make sure we get the right story going here. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Carinus was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will, be, that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And these verses, these next few verses are really what we're going to talk about this morning. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. 
So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying, praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. What a story. It is the story of all stories. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, came into our world. And he came, the way that he came into this world, he came humbly. He came peacefully. Everyone in Israel had this idea that the Messiah was going to come and help them uh, and lead them in some kind of a campaign to free them from the oppression that they were experiencing from the Romans. Even Jesus' disciples, um, they were expecting this. Even to the minute that Jesus in chapter Acts chapter 2, even to the minute that, that Jesus is ascending into heaven, his disciples are asking him in that chapter, is, is this it, Lord? Is now go time? Are we going to go conquer the Romans now? And they just didn't get it. And as Jesus ascends into heaven, they started to get it. As we read in this scripture, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, came humbly as a baby in a manger. And his birth was first announced by this angel. And and it doesn't say it's Gabriel, but the history of Scripture shows that Gabriel was always the the angel that came and announced uh, things for the Lord. So I think it was Gabriel. Um, He announces it to some shepherds who were out in a field doing what shepherds do out in a field at night. Uh, Peace is humbleness and humility's cousin. I want you to think about that again. You know, I told you that the definition of peace is not the absence of war. Peace is humbleness and humility's cousin. And we see it on full display in this Christmas story. Jesus came to a humble mom. He came to a humble dad with humble circumstances of this manger in a barn or a shed or a cave or whatever. It may have been a lean-to. Who knows what it was? And It was announced to the lowliest of the people in that country, in that culture, uh, shepherds. And they were working the night shift. I don't know if you've ever worked the night shift, but most of the time when you're on the night shift, it's like, ah, it's the night shift. (laughs) I've been there. I've done that. I've worked every shift. And they were out there working on the night shift, and the Lord chose to come to these humble shepherds working the night shift. And really, the shepherds worked every shift. It was a 24-7 thing. He didn't come to a king. He didn't come to a queen. He didn't come to the Ritz-Carlton or some fancy palace there in the area. Um, He didn't come to the temple. He didn't come to the religious leaders, to the sophisticated or the wealthy influencers of their day. The peace of God comes through humility and humbleness. That's how it all started, and that's how it still is today. And it doesn't depend on the things of this world that we think are important to give us temporary happiness, status, or significance. Because we seek after those things so often. Peace comes the same way in our world today. It's always through humility and humbleness. You know, as soon as Gabriel announces uh, Jesus' birth to the shepherd, there's this host of angels and of 
Even from the time I was a kid hearing this story, I've always been amazed at this host of angels. They get involved, and a lot of scholars, you know, most scholars believe that there were a lot of angels, and I'm talking a lot. (laughs) Can I say it again? There was a lot. Some of them believe it was the number of the stars in the sky that came to announce this. This mass number of angels. I mean, and, and this is the portion of the Christmas story that I get goosebumps on. This is the part where this is the moment. This is the time. This is the moment as I, I just, I don't know, I just see this host of angels saying, Gabriel, would you hurry up? We're waiting to sing our song. We can't wait. And it, it, this mass number of angels had to have been amazed, though, as they saw the one that they had worshipped 24-7 in heaven for all of eternity past, humbly and peacefully coming to be the savior of the world they had a front row seat to this the creator humbling himself to be born as a creature there was awe in heaven jesus the word coming to a speechless baby these angels were standing there and they were watching this and they saw it coming it was they were in amazement and they couldn't wait to sing their song This was the mystery of God through the ages unfolding right in front of them. And that's why they were ready like, Gabriel, hurry up. We want to sing our song. We can't hold ourselves back. Because of this incredible moment, it appears that Gabriel could hardly get the announcement made before the Uh, to the shepherds before this heavenly host bursts out in singing this message the world needed to hear since the very beginning. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace. In my heart, peace. In your heart, peace. That's what the peace of Advent is all about. These words describe this perfect scenario And the plan all through the ages and the centuries that God is glorified in heaven as he brings to offer real peace to earth and anyone who will receive it. We talk about heaven on earth here a lot at Axiom. This is the moment. This is ground zero of him making it possible for things to be on earth as it is in heaven. A lot of biblical scholars look at this moment of the peace coming that these angels are singing about as a slice of heaven coming to earth. Peace finally arrives to earth. The peace that Jesus, the Prince of Peace, brought to earth that incredible night was not defined by the absence of war or the absence of conflict because it was all around. Because he came into a world that had a false peace. He came into a world where there was oppression and brutality. But Jesus came that night to bring an inner peace. As Paul describes it in Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. And and, and Paul just nails this. This This is the peace these angels were singing about. The peace of God that passes or transcends all understanding. And the promise is it will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. That's the peace of Advent. I want to tell you that through the years and just in the culture we've all grown up in, we're all the same. So many of my prayers in life have been for God to bring peaceful circumstances in my life and to make my life more comfortable 
Isn't that what our culture is about? We work real hard to make ourselves comfortable. To bring an external peace was, is usually my prayer. And fix the things that are causing turmoil and conflict. I find that I end up praying about those more than anything. And, I, and, and we do need to pray about those. But that's usually my prayer. Without me opening up my heart to give him the chance to give me that inner peace which is the real answer that came that first Christmas night. So often I ask God to calm the storm around me, and sometimes He does. But He usually has intentions on calming me by bringing His inner peace that Jesus brought to earth that first Christmas night. He brings the peace into the storm. I'll date myself here. There was a guy named Scott Kerbane back in 2011. That's not too far ago who had this great song, and they played it a lot on, on the radio. And I felt like hit the lyrics just of one part of that song uh, describe what I'm talking about. These are those words. He says, sometimes he calms the storm with a whispered peace be still. He can settle any sea, but it doesn't mean he will. Sometimes he holds us close and lets the wind and the waves go wild. Sometimes he calms the storm. Other times he calms his child. That's what he's come to do, no matter what we're going through. That is the peace of Advent. That's the peace that we're talking about this morning that Jesus gives. My experience is most of the time Jesus wants to calm me in the midst of the storm rather than removing the storm. And that's why, where I can find his peace and knowing I can trust him in the midst of that storm. It gives me peace to know that his promise is that he will be with me through whatever storm, through the fire, through the flood, through whatever may come in my life, that peace, I can be at peace in the midst of that. Have you ever been around somebody who is really going through it and you go, man, what is going on with you? I've been there before when I had the peace of God in difficult circumstances and go, man, what is, is there ice in your veins or what? And it just, it gave me an opportunity to tell them about Jesus. No, I've, I've, I, I trust, I have a peace. I'm in, in the midst of this storm. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, came to give us peace inside that allows us to have peace no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in. I mentioned Philippians chapter 4, verse 7 earlier about the peace that transcends understanding. And Paul goes on just a few verses later in that same chapter to describe in chapter 4, verse 12, that peace that was manifested in, in his life. And again, he's writing from prison, of all places, about peace. Verse 12 says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. You know what that secret is? It's Christmas night when peace came and allowing that peace to come in. Isaiah chapter 26 Verse 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And even Jesus' words in John chapter 14, verse 27, he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This is the peace of Advent that you can receive this morning. Every one of us can allow that peace to come and settle inside us by trusting in Him. 
Well, Jesus came to earth that Christmas night so that we can have the peace of God by having peace with God. That's what it was really all about. And it's as we surrender our hearts to Him and open our hearts and our minds to His ways and surrender whatever our strong opinions are, whatever our rights we think we have, uh, whatever our agendas are, as we surrender to Him, He offers us peace. We have to move beyond the things of this world that, that we rely on that bring a temporary peace. We need to stop replacing what God wants to give us as a temporary peace and start, stop relying on those as a crutch in our life and allow the real peace that Jesus gives to come in because of the, everything else that gives us peace is temporary. There's some golfers in the room here this morning probably, and man, when you hit a great shot, oh, there's immediate peace. Man, I am a golfer. There's this peace that comes over. All it takes is walking down and hitting the next shot, and the peace is over. That's what I'm talking about. We, <laughs> and I have a lot of lack of peace on the golf course. <laughs> peace with God is an inner peace. But I was also heard it described as a vertical peace. This way. As we allow this vertical peace with God to come into our lives, we can then have the real opportunity to have peace this way horizontal peace with those in our world. I'm guilty of so many times in my life trying to bring about this when if I really went and looked in the mirror, I didn't quite have this. You've been there? Is that something that <laughs> I think we all get there? I'm always trying to solve it. I'm a fixer. I got to fix it. As guys especially, we got to fix everything. Well, the only way we're going to fix this is this is having that peace that he brings. Jesus brought us the offer of peace, not to just keep it for ourselves, but to nurture it and spread it around in relationship and share it with those around us. I can't help but be uh, but noticed whenever I have that peace. And this holiday season is maybe you're going to be around some people that you're not normally around, and maybe that's for a reason. <laughs> maybe you can share a peace, and maybe all of a sudden they're going to say, what has happened with you? <laughs> what is so different? It's important that we not only receive his peace, that we spread his peace. Paul gave us some great wisdom on this relational peace or horizontal peace that I'm talking about. Uh, in Romans chapter 12, verse 18. And I'll read this a couple of times. It'll be on the screen. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. That's a loaded verse. It's loaded. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, Live at peace with everyone because we're not going to be able to share that peace if we just focus on everybody but us. We have to focus on us and what we can do. Romans also, uh, he also says in Romans chapter 14, verse 19, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. 
Jesus told us in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, verse 19, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. It's obvious that God's intention is for us to have peace with Him so that He can flow through us to be peacemakers to those around us. As I like to say it, whoever we share oxygen with, that's who we're supposed to be peaceful with. And bring the option of peace to our troubled world who is in conflict and division. Jesus humbly and peacefully came as a baby in a manger to offer us peace. To offer us the peace of God because we have peace with God. And therefore, sharing that peace with those we come in contact should just be something that naturally happens. To close this morning, I'm going to read the, the blessing again uh, that, that I read earlier because this is how I want to leave you. And I want to, I want to emphasize this point again. All that he has come to do, this is the blessing that he wants for us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and all of that and give you peace. Amen. Pray with me. Lord, we're thankful this morning for the peace that only you bring. And uh, as we continue this morning to worship you, Lord, I pray that you would bring peace into the hearts of those uh, who are in conflict or just troubled and bring your peace that passes all understanding. In Jesus' name.